You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news, so make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast. Titans fans, yesterday was day one of Tennessee Titans training camp, but the reality of the situation here is it's rather anticlimactic. So, of course, all the players come in, but we don't get any awesome videos of them on the field during practice. All we really get is Mike Vrabel's training camp opening press conference. So, of course, we are going to take the opportunity to break everything down that he had to say. And he had to say a lot of very interesting things. He talked about adjusting the schedules based on who the player is and what each individual plan is for each player. I mean, he didn't go into all the individual plans of all 90 guys, but you get what I'm saying. He talked about some of the vets and some of the ways that they might handle each individual player's agenda. Also, he talked about certain players who have really changed their physique and their body from last year to this year. I really appreciated that insight and and shining a positive light on those guys. Also, Mike Rabel did touch on the Tennessee Titans COVID vaccine status, if you want to call it, with the players and the coaches. So we are going to hear about that as well. But very excited to dive into the highlights from Mike Vrabel's training camp opening press conference on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! Day one of Tennessee Titans training camp was anticlimactic. Like I said, day two is the first day of real practice. So very excited to break down everything that's going on in Titans training camp. We're going to dive into Mike Vrabel's press conference highlights. But as I mentioned, today is the Titans first practice and I'll be breaking that down on tomorrow's episode. And speaking of tomorrow's show, make sure that you never miss an episode of the Locked on Titans podcast as I continue to put out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, throughout the regular season all year long. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast. Follow me on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, at Locked on Titans pod on Facebook, and look out for the Locked on Titans YouTube page coming very soon. But let's dive into these press conference highlights. And number one, Mike Vrabel just talked about what his message to the team is at the start of training camp. And of course, audio is courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com. Well, I think that we always want to raise expectations. We want to try to find a way to make a positive daily impact on this football team. We want to show up with a, with a great attitude. Um, but I think when you look at training camp, 
from all the training camps that I've been associated with going back to, to 1993 or even in high school, that you have to build a certain foundation. Uh, you have to build a foundation that is going to stand uh, stand up over time. It's going to stand up over the stress of a football season. That's going to happen, uh, whether it's with injury, with loss, with with family, with with COVID, with positive tests. I mean, there's going to be stress, right? There's a lot of stress in, in what we do. And that foundation begins now and it gets built now. Um, hopefully with, you know, the foundation of effort and finish, you know, technique, fundamentals, accountability, building trust. Those are all things that, that we believe in. And Vrabel is 100% right there. Training camp is really the beginning of it all. You can't skip steps and get too far down into the scheme, into the details. You have to make sure you lay a foundation for success. It's like building a house. If you don't have a really good foundation, it's going to be hard to build a good house. But Mike Vrabel also went on to talk about how this training camp is going to be different. This is the first year of three preseason games with 17 regular season games. Does that do anything to change how the Titans training camp will operate? I mean, I think the way that we approach camp is that we have a schedule that's that we're working off of and then always willing to adjust and adapt based on health of the football team, uh, what we need at a particular moment what situations we, we may need to go back and revisit. So I think the one thing that we've always been willing to do is to adjust the schedule. You know, we've got padded practices scheduled, and there may be days where, where we're not or that there's days where we don't have pads on that we may have to be in pads. So I think that's something that we've always been real comfortable doing is adjusting the schedule based on you know what we feel like we need. And quite frankly, it would be foolish for the Titans to set a rigid, strict schedule and follow it no matter what. Any smart coach is going to adjust based on what he's seeing from his players. It's a push-pull situation. You got to get out of your team what you need, and sometimes you got to dial it back and make sure that they're healthy and they're fresh going into the season. But sometimes if you're not seeing what you need, you got to dial up the intensity as well. So I love that answer from Mike Vrabel. Trying to figure things out as you go. Never create too strict of a plan that it actually sets you back. And I would like to think that that's something that Mike Vrabel has learned throughout his time as a head coach. And Vrabel is going into his fourth year as the Titans coach. He talked about how his perspective has changed or what's different now in his fourth year as compared to the beginning, the early stages of of his time as head coach. Yeah, I think having been at, at college and then you go to Houston, you, you try to find a, what your coaching style is and you don't ever want to change or waver. But, you know, I, I just think that there's so much more involved with me investing time in the individual and the person uh, as well as coaching them. And I don't know if that was necessarily the case when I played. Um, but I don't, you know, I take that in... I'm very honored to be able to build that trust and know, you know, what are the good things that are going on in in a player's life and what are some of the things that maybe aren't so good and that we have to work on because we all have it. We all have things that we have to deal with. And so I think I've probably put a lot more time into that than I thought I would have. And that's okay because I've enjoyed that just as much as coaching a guy on a field as I have, you know, trying to to get to know him and and help him through um, his growth as, as a man, as a brother, a husband, 
you know, and as a father. I absolutely love that answer from Mike Vrabel. One of my favorite answers that we're going to hear throughout this episode gets very candid, gets very honest, reflects on his journey as a coach, and really gives us a solid answer as to something that has changed for him or something that he's realized. Those personal relationships and building those personal relationships are so important in every facet of life. And Mike Vrabel realizing that, leaning into it, Putting a big focus on that is only going to make the players buy into him more and is only going to help the Titans become a better football team full of better men. But the last thing that I want to talk about before we move into our next section is Mike Vrabel's answer to how important training camp is. The question is generally, is training camp the most important time of the year? And I think Mike Vrabel's answer is an excellent one. There's always that that purgatory right that time after mini camp before training camp and so everybody talks about what's the most important time of the year and to me that's the most important time because whether they're working out with somewhere in may or june or they're working out with you in may or june they leave and they go away and they go different places and it's the players that can go and be self-motivated and and be determined to come back uh better in end of july than they were for for off-season workouts better than they left it so we'll see I mean I you don't really you don't have much contact with them other than a text like hey how's it going just checking in on you that we do that throughout the summer but to, to see him physically I can just go by the conditioning test which was excellent and then you know where we're going to start at tomorrow I mean everything about that makes perfect sense the work that you do when no one is watching. The work that you do when no one is pushing you to do it is the most important work. And quite frankly, not to get too deep and philosophical with you guys, but that's life, right? That That's life in general. How hard are you going to work when no one's watching, when there's no one to impress, when there's no one viewing you, no one pushing you to be better? How much can you self-govern and self-motivate, especially, especially in professional sports, that is probably the most important quality you can have being a self-starter and a self-driven person. But we are going to continue hearing the highlights from Mike Vrabel's press conference. We are going to hear some more team-related, individual-related answers on specific guys. Before we get into that, do want to remind you guys that betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action Football is right around the corner. Baseball season is in full swing. Plus, there's some good UFC boxing events going on this summer that you can bet on as well. Before the next pitch, make sure that you use your laptop or your mobile device and head over to betonline.ag. You can sign up for a free account. And when you use the promo code LOCKED ON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's free money. Make sure you go to betonline.ag. Again, use the promo code LOCKED ON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Titans fans, let's continue breaking down and analyzing the highlights from Mike Rabel's training camp opening press conference. Of course, audio is courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com, but now Rabel gets into some 
individual player tidbits, some information and some analysis on some guys individually. The first one that he talks about is right tackle rookie Dylan Raidens. But the answer may have started about Raidens, but it goes into some pretty significant and pretty interesting information about the Titans' veterans along the offensive line. So let's dive into Mike Vrabel's thoughts on if Dylan Raidens coming from a small school is going to make it more difficult to translate to the NFL level. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that the size of the school is necessarily matters. I mean... Sure, there's been good players from small schools, just as there's been, you know, probably the numbers there would be the only thing that's different, you know. Where Dylan's working hard. He's learning. He's been here the last couple of days. It's been good uh, to be here with Taylor and, and Roger, a couple guys that came in here early, and, and we're really ready to go, really, really excited about their, uh, the way they showed up here with, with great leadership, great attitude, great effort, great conditioning. Uh, thanked them for that. Those guys were off today, so hopefully they can all come back and you know those 30 guys can be ready to, to get going tomorrow with this new group of 60. I mean, could you hear anything better than the head coach saying that the two elder statesmen on the offensive line, well, I wouldn't call them the two elder statesmen with Ben Jones around, but the two most highly touted offensive linemen on the Titans line are in the building, working early, giving leadership, giving advice to the young gun on the right side. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. That's just the reality there. Love seeing that. There's been so much discussion about Taylor Lewan's leadership throughout his career. And I mean, Taylor Lewan is a guy who loves to talk about it, but things like that are actually showing that leadership that people have been wanting from Taylor Lewan all along. So love hearing that. And actually, Mike Vrabel continues talking about Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold and how to kind of manage them. They're coming in days early, getting in extra work. You got to make sure, like we talked about before, that you don't work these guys too hard too early. And Mike Vrabel talks about how each player has their own plan here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to be, you know, off and on and, and do things. And, you know, that's all part of what I tried to talk about with, with Jim's question was just, just have the ability to adjust and adapt and look and see what guys need. You know, some guys may need more individual time and less team reps. Some guys may need more team reps, um, you know, based on age, based on how they feel, based on what they're coming back from. So to sit there and say this is exactly what it's going to be, I couldn't tell you that. But, yeah, there's not, you know, he's not going to take every single – he's not going to be in every single period from, from tomorrow until the end of training camp. I think we all know that. And obviously, they're at the end of the answer. Mike is talking about Taylor Luan coming off an injury. You're not – going to have him out there on the field for every single possible rep. That doesn't make sense. Even if Taylor Lewan wasn't coming off of an injury at this point in his career, that's not necessary either. And speaking of injury, there are two at least big-time players or expected big-time players for the Titans that are coming off injury and are starting the season on injury list of some sort, whether it be the PUP or the NFI, and that is Outside linebacker Bud Dupree and cornerback Caleb Farley and Mike Vrabel gave us a little update on those guys in a roundabout way, still just primarily talking about how each guy has their own individual plan. Well, they're on PUP, so they work out, um, they go to meetings, they rehab, um, and, and they, they just can't be involved in practice or the walkthrough. And those guys are working hard to, to get better. And the same thing I tell our team, that everybody here has a plan. 
for most everybody that plans the same but then for others it's a little different um but at the end of the day everybody's working hard to to improve or get better and 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 help the team and the titans really truly do need bud dupree and caleb farley to get better and help the team those are going to be two critical pieces for the titans if they intend to turn things around on defense and speaking of that turnaround on defense mike vrabel talked about how he expects some of these new defensive pieces to help the team well, i mean i think you're always looking for for players that are impactful that that are that are willing to be playmakers within your scheme you know, I think that you have to you have to play within a scheme and you have to do your job. But at some point in time, there's a football and your job is to go get it or, or knock it away from somebody or, you know, tackle the guy with the ball. And so the, the more that we can have guys that, that impact football game, that are that are ability to, to make plays um, would, would always be welcome. That's a big thing for me here when you look at some of the additions that the Titans have made on defense. Yeah, they do fit the scheme, but overall, these are just guys who make plays. Caleb Farley has been making plays on the ball throughout his college career. Elijah Molden in college was one of the more ball-productive cornerbacks in his division out there in the Pac-12. Also, you look at Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, guys who, and Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who have historically been playmakers and Mike Vrabel for better or for worse I think he leans a little bit too much into this philosophy and that's some of the downfalls that he has as a coach but he always says it's the Jimmies and the Joes not the X's and the O's and thinking about defensive playmakers transcending scheme and just making football plays sounds like that lines up exactly with that thought process and that philosophy. The next thing that I am going to bring up here is Mike Vrabel continuing to talk about the defense and how much belief that he has that the Titans can be a better defense this year. A, a lot. You know, I mean, a lot. I can't wait to watch these guys play, practice, perform. Um, you know, because we go back and our job is obviously with, with coaches – Especially, you're looking at the that the negatives. You can remember every every time you called something and it and they hit you on it or something bad happened. But you know when you go back and you watch, there's a lot of great snaps. There's a lot of great defense. Um, but we have to be better. We have to be better on third down. We have to go and and force the quarterback and make him be uncomfortable. And we have to cover guys at the sticks and and all those things that we teach. Um, because again, that's where the problems occurred. I don't think that it was like you know just miserable you know there's a lot of good snaps in there and then unfortunately when you when you play bad third down defense you're just giving them more opportunities and you know we know with more opportunities comes more production so you know that's something that we we hit hard in the off season you know we were teaching it and practicing it um so hopefully that that will start to show up and then we'll be you know we'll be obviously practicing it out here well here's the thing mike it may not have been absolutely miserable there may be some good snaps in there somewhere but even a broke clock is right twice a day even sun shines on a dog's behind so to me I don't see how you could look it kind of worries me that Mike Vrabel would look at last year's defense and say oh there's there's some good defense in there somewhere that just makes me a little worried quite frankly I I mean when the defense performs 25th I believe in yardage the lack of pass rush, 19 sacks. I think looking at it and saying, oh, well, you know, there were some bright spots. I think that's a dangerous walk uh, to go down. That's a dangerous path 
to tread, in my opinion. So hopefully Mike Vrabel's right. They're the good defensive moments, the flashes that we saw, they're able to get a lot more out of that, get a lot more consistency from the Titans defense. If you want to see a lot more consistency from yourself, make sure that you check out the best tasting protein bars ever from our friends over at Built Bar. When you go to Built.com, you're going to find nine delicious flavors and they always have some special limited time flavors rotating in as well. But Part of those nine delicious flavors are two of my absolute favorites, the salted caramel and the peanut butter brownie. I would tell you, put both of those, try them both in the refrigerator and especially with the peanut butter brownie, try them in the microwave. I mean, just absolutely delicious. The textures are fantastic. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and I could spend the entire commercial talking about the taste, but the bars are healthy for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and what's really cool is Built Bar is the official sponsor of the United States track and field team. So make sure you go to Built.com today, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. going to cap off today's Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast with the last and final highlights from Mike Vrabel's opening press conference for Titans training camp. Before we do, just want to tell you guys that betting on the Titans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favor picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. But we're going to dive into these final highlights here and I got them split up. There is a little bit of vaccine talk at the end of the show. I will alert you all to that if it's something that you just Don't feel like hearing about, but we got a couple more Titans football-related items to go over next. And the first one that I want to talk about with you guys is Mike Vrabel answering the question, did COVID make it harder for defenses? And he gives a quick answer on that, but what's really interesting here is three Tennessee Titans players who he gives a lot of credit to for changing their body from last year to this year. You know, I just think that any time that you don't have those reps and you're used to having them, um, you know, that's uh, we were excited to be able to work with the guys that were here, um, either you know for the entire off season or the ones that that came in at, at some capacity, you know, throughout it. That that's all I can say. I can't really tell you, you know, why or what happened because we didn't have it last year. I just can tell you that, you know, I, I saw some guys make some significant progress guys that were here. Anthony Ferkser, Tier Tart, Christian Fulton, you know, those guys that just that were here working out, you know, and then I see them now and I mean they look they look different. They don't look like the guys that we coached last year. I mean, if you told me to pick three guys that Mike Vrabel would be very impressed with their transition from last year to this year, I mean, Tyre Tart, Christian Fulton, 
and Anthony Ferkser would be incredibly high on that list. Those are three guys who are going to have to play a dramatically more important role this year than they had to play last year. I mean, Tyre Tart's a second-year player. He's probably going to be a starter in the Titans' base defense. He's going to be asked to rotate in quite a bit on the defensive line. Anthony Ferkser obviously jumping up into that starting tight end role. And then Christian Fulton, who had a really down year last year dealing with injuries, is going to be asked to probably be a starting cornerback on day one for the Titans. So, gets me very excited to hear Mike Vrabel give those guys praise. It's not like Vrabel is somebody who praises players publicly all the time. So, those dudes must have really done something to impress him if they're getting this kind of love this early on. And some guys who aren't getting a lot of love from me personally, but we need to keep our eye on are the backup quarterbacks Deshaun Kaiser and Logan Woodside. And Mike Vrabel talks about the opportunities they will have in this training camp and preseason. I would imagine they, you know, I don't really go in there with a plan, but I would imagine they're going to play a lot, and they're going to play a lot with different people. I think that's the thing when you're evaluating quarterbacks is that, you know, they both have an opportunity to play in front of some or play with some players that that you anticipate being on your roster. Um, you know, and then sometimes you, you evaluate them with guys that, that may not be. And, you know, how do they motivate those guys? How do they inspire those guys? How do they function? Um you know, when they're not playing with a with a first string, you know, receiver or first string offensive line. The backup quarterback conversation turned into uh quite a feisty discussion on Twitter on Tuesday. Blake Bortles was released by the Green Bay Packers, somebody who I've been saying for the entire offseason I would like to see as the backup quarterback for the Titans. It turned into a Blaine Gabber versus this guy versus that guy conversation. And at the end of the day, guys, I will still tell you, I would rather have Blake Bortles, who has over 17,000 yards and has played in an AFC championship game in his career, over Logan Woodside, who had seven touchdowns and seven interceptions in the AAF. And I got people on Twitter telling me about Logan Woodside and how he's better than Blake Bortles and he's better than Blaine Gabbard. And I would take Deshaun Kaiser over Logan Woodside. Man, if you're high on Logan Woodside for some reason, just wipe your mouth. I can see the Kool-Aid stains. There's just no reason whatsoever to be high on Logan Woodside other than blind faith in the Titans organization. That's it. That's it. That's the reality here. If you just absolutely pump up and cape for every player who's on the Titans roster until they're off the roster and then you act honest about their skill set, well, then I can't do anything for you anyways. But there's always a particular group of people online who always come at me with the same group think. All of them think exactly the same all the time. There's never anything bad about the Titans. Mike Vrabel's ego isn't a problem with hiring decisions. The Titans aren't going to cut both their starting quarter cornerbacks. The Titans are going to pay Jonu Smith and Corey Davis, and they're not going to make as much money as they end up. It's just always the same when these Twitter discussions break out between me and certain sections of the fan base. I'm just going to keep it honest all the time. And everything that I say isn't going to be some fluff piece for the Titans or for their players. I called David Fluellen the roster pirate for two years because he was stealing a roster spot. And I had people then tell me, oh no, David Fluellen, the coaching staff believes in him. And then once he got cut, everybody crushed it. 
The same thing's going to happen with Logan Woodside. He's never going to do anything positive for this team. He's going to be off the team eventually, and then everyone's going to come out of the woodwork and say, oh yeah, he was one of the worst backups in the NFL for the entire time he was in the league. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm burnt out on backup quarterback. The Titans are going cheap, cheap, cheap at backup quarterback, and that's why they keep Logan Woodside around, not because he's any good, okay? It's just not the case. It's just not the case. So anyway, yeah, get me Blake Bortles. But either way, my partial rant here in the middle of our third segment was to set up Mike Vrabel talking about the kicking situation, which I feel very similar about. You got two young guys who aren't going to make this team. The Titans are going to go out and get Steven Goskowski before the season. He's a veteran. They're letting him rest. He lives in Nashville. He's at home doing his own thing. There's no need for a guy with the experience level of Goskowski, who, especially when you consider he plays at kicker, there's no need for him to come into training camp and compete day in and day out in the summer heat with these young bloods. It's actually better for the Titans for him to not come in this early and let them get a look at these younger guys. Either way, Mike Vrabel talks about the kicking competition here, and quite frankly, I roll my eyes at the end of the answer. Mike Vrabel knows that he's going out and getting Steven Goskowski, and he just can't come out and tell us exactly what the plan is. Well, we'll we'll work with those guys right now and see where it goes. You know, we're we're comfortable and and, and positive that those guys are going to go out, compete, um, give Tucker an opportunity. You know, he wasn't available to us last year. He was really... Um, impressive uh, as we worked our way through training camp and then and then got injured and so you know I think it's uh, and so does John obviously the right thing to do to to let those guys compete and then if like any other position if we have to to bring guys in we can do that until he retires I would imagine that anybody would be a potential you know but I don't know massive massive eye roll I mean, until he retires, I would say anybody has... Oh, give me a break, Mike. Give me a break, okay? No one's buying that. The Titans will have Steven Goskowski as their kicker this year. I'm sticking to that no matter what. Uh, Lastly, and I told you guys, we're at the 30-minute mark of the podcast, maybe a little bit more. I am about to play Mike Vrabel's conversation about the vaccine. He talks about the vaccine status of the team, and then he talks about the vaccine status of the coaching staff. If you don't want to hear about this, if it triggers you, if it upsets you to even hear about it, then thank you very much for listening. Been a great show. I'll be back with you tomorrow to break down the first practice of the year. But if you do want to hear what Mike Vrabel has to say about these or about this issue, then here you go. Number one, talking about how they handle vaccination with the team. Uh, And there's a lot there, and there's going to be a lot there with the vaccine. I get that. I recognize that. Um, Hopefully we can get a lot of that covered here uh, today uh, so that moving forward we can talk about football, we can talk about our team, and we can talk about our players. Um, The first thing is, is that obviously – this is something that's very sensitive to, to everybody. It's also very important to everybody in the league. It's important to the fans, the players, the NFL, the NFL Players Association. Um, it's important for all of us uh, to make sure that we're well aware of what the protocols are for vaccinated and unvaccinated players and that we, we follow those um, with without reservation, that whatever that may be, the mask wearing, we're all wearing the tracing devices, the social distancing, um, the responsibility that each and every one of us has uh, to to this game, to this league, and, and most importantly to the team. Um, 
I, I'm comfortable with where we're at. We continue to add, you know, players um, as recently as yesterday uh, to the to the vaccination list, um, and, and guys are continuing to do uh, research uh, to educate themselves to make a personal decision that we've said it was all along. Uh, it's a personal decision, and, and hopefully one that they can come to um, that will will help them and that will help this team. So. You know, the percentages, I'm very comfortable with where they are. Um, and, and I think they've, they've continued to go up, and I would expect them to go up. As far as identifying those players that, that haven't been vaccinated, um, that will be done, um, you know, within our building so that we can continue to remind them of the protocols that they have to do and make sure that they are following those protocols. Um, you know, there won't be any different protocols once you're on the practice field. Uh, so I wouldn't see any reason uh, to try to differentiate those players on the field. It, it's being done so that inside the building, um, you know, we can remind those players that aren't of, hey, you know, this is where you have to sit. This is what you have to do. And so that's that was the reason uh, for that differentiation. And to be honest with you, as I'm recording the podcast right now, we just got a new memo from Tom Pelissero that came from the NFL saying that basically – uh, unvaccinated players, non-vaccinated players are going to have to wear a mask on the sideline during practice. So Mike Vrabel can say that we only need to know for inside the building or whatever, but if you go to Titans practice, you're going to notice which players are wearing a mask on the sideline and which players aren't. And you're going to know who's vaccinated and you're going to know who's not. And the NFL's rules have have set that situation up. They're not trying to hide it for players. I, in my opinion, based on the way the rules are written and set up, like we're saying, guys wearing a mask if they're unvaccinated uh, on the sideline, the NFL wants people to know who's vaccinated and who's not. And you can talk about the, the, the ethics of that move if you want, but that's just my read on it, the way I see it. Now, Mike Vrabel also talked about the vaccination status of the coaching staff. Very quick, very short, very sweet answer here. All our coaches that will be working with the players – uh, have been uh, fully vaccinated, yeah. At some point during Tuesday's press conference, Mike Vrabel was talking about the players' choices and all of that, and he did, as a quick throw-in line, he said, uh, as for the coaches, we didn't really have a choice. And he's right. And we've seen a few coaches around the NFL quit due to the vaccination requirements, essentially. If you're a coach and you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to be in the building. you got to coach your players on Zoom, over Zoom, while they're in the meeting rooms and in the facility. You can't be in the facility and work one-on-one with players. I mean, the NFL has made it to where if you're a coach in the NFL, you have to get vaccinated. It's just the reality here. We can talk about, well, they have the choice to quit, and they sure do, but if you don't want to quit and you want to do your job, I mean, basically, you have to get it. That's the situation. And I'm not here to give you my moral opinion on whether they should be able to or should not be able to or anything like that. I'm just here to give you the facts. And that is going to do it for us today. I will be back with you guys tomorrow, as I said a couple minutes ago, to break down the first day of practice for the Titans at training camp. That'll be very exciting, but I had a good time breaking down everything Mike Vrabel had to say with you guys today. But that is going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.